Do you know where you were, Mum? I suppose I went out. What's this? I was on the property when your grandfather inherited it. His mind wasn't there in the end. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Club Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Mills, and with me is my guest, Tyler Lee. All right. And today we are here to talk about the 2020 movie, Relic, directed by Natalie Erica James. It's her directorial feature debut. It premiered at Sundance this year. It was that world premiere, and it is distributed by IFC Midnight. Um, Tyler, do you have any initial thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts? Yes, I did not know this movie existed until about five days ago when you texted me to be on this podcast. Um, I have been really out of the movie scene over the past year or two uh, with work and everything. So I've been trying to get better at, uh, at, at watching movies. I've been watching a lot of documentaries, but this year I have seen a lot of horror films. Um, Relic is like the third one I've seen in the past month. So it's wow. nice to dive back into that world. And and what do you what what are your initial thoughts on the movie? Did you watch a trailer? Um, did you watch a teaser before, or did I, you just go into it blind? You know, I normally always do watch a trailer or a teaser, but for this one, I went into it completely blind. I didn't know the plot. I didn't know who was in it. Uh, within the first five minutes, when they were talking with an Australian accent, I was like, "Oh, so it's an Australian movie." <laughs> I literally knew nothing before going into it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I don't normally do that, but I was like, "I'm." I'm gonna do it this time. Make this one special. Yeah. Um, I guess initial thoughts, like how deep do you want to go with initial thoughts at this point? Just kind of go straight into it. Um, yeah, we can just get straight into it. Like, what did you think of the directing, the writing, the acting? Just, just like little service area things right now. So I tend to really like the character study dramas and thrillers. So mm-hmm. this one really spoke to me. Basically, only having three main characters. Um, I really enjoy that. I tend to like movies where you have a central character on screen pretty much at all times and everything revolves around them. Um, what, what was, who was the actress that played the lead in this movie? The, the lead mom. in this movie is... The mom is uh, Emily Mortimer. She had a decently strong performance. I guess, first of all, I will say I did like the movie. Um, I, I haven't even checked anything besides like one critical review <laughs> before doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, it's a very deceiving movie. And again, we'll get into spoilers later, but you know, I, it was marketed as a horror movie and it is, <laughs> if that's, if that's a good explanation, like, yeah. like I said, we'll get into the reasons why later, but it's, it's, it starts off as one thing. And you do think it's going to go one way, but then kind of that, you know, halfway point, three-fourths point, you can definitely see where it starts to splinter into something else. And uh, it's very tropey at first, right? I mean, it's very like, oh, it's going to be a haunted house. There's a spooky thing. And, you know, you think it's going to be like, oh, you know, some house with a clock in its walls, crap. But, you know, it it definitely definitely moves away from that. Uh, What about you? What were your thoughts, at least at first, as you were going through the movie? Um, when I first found out about the movie, um, I had just heard of it. I heard, I think I read the premise of it and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I saw, I, I think I read the premise. I saw the poster 
Um, I didn't look up anything else about it. Um, and I was no really, trailers, no nothing. No trailers, no nothing. I still haven't watched the trailer. So we came in. So we came in pretty much exactly the same into this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I didn't look up any reviews or anything, um, which is my preferred way to go into a movie. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am definitely in the minority about doing it's that. So uh, bad at that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think that it's directed very well i think the acting especially in it is... for a first time director oh yeah definitely i like, mean i was i was stunned yeah no it's and, and like the the amount of money that just seems that went into it like the production value of this movie is so high um we'll talk about budget the... oh we'll talk about it later okay oh yeah, yeah. Cool. um well we can talk about it now hold on let me just uh well, I, I was just thinking, what was the budget of this compared to something like run of the mill is not the right phrase for this at all, but you'll know what I mean, but like a run of the mill A24 film. I feel like A24 films, I think this is somewhere in, in along the lines of it. Um, and I, I'm going to, I know I'm going to bring up a, a A24 movie to compare this to later. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which one. Um, um uh eighth grade yeah eighth, this is very much like eighth grade uh if you really loved eighth grade you should watch this movie plot. yeah it, yeah it's, exactly it's about a little <laughs> awkward girl uh that's in eighth grade and it's basically just ripped off um no i feel like this um <laughs> this has the same kind of budget um level in like the the very low millions um because these stars although I didn't really recognize any of them, they are big names in Australia. Um, ah. And I think the mom was in uh, Mary Poppins Returns. So they I'm have... I'm about to watch that movie in a few weeks. That's going to be a very different experience now. <laughs> Definitely will be now, yeah. Um, so I think that this is like a lower budget movie. I can't find the budget right now, but it's uh, it seems like it's probably like no more than $15 million. Um, and you know, not to sound all like pretentious here, but the average moviegoer is not going to notice that when they watch this. I right. mean, most people are going to be like, "This is a this is a big budget, you know, this is a thing, right?" They're going to be like, "Look at this Christopher Nolan style movie or yeah. David Fincher or what have you." Um, yeah. Obviously, we kind of know the things to look for to know that it's not one of those. But it, like like I said, 85 percent of people will have no idea that right. the budget was that low, and that's yeah. a testament to just how great the production value is to this movie yeah if everything is working like the acting the production value if of everything of the the set design excuse me uh the like i said if everything is working together you don't notice it and i think no. that this movie uses all the money that it has and it puts them it puts it on screen and you can tell that this is it's worthwhile. It's not something that's, I don't know. It's not made in like someone's backyard. This is yeah, like a legit production. They knew exactly where they needed to allocate that budget in certain scenes in this movie. You could definitely tell they're like, okay, oh. that looks really good. This is definitely where that money went. That was the right decision. Right. Exactly. And, and the house in general, just like, I feel like the house the location of the house probably took up uh, a significant amount of the budget, especially oh, what yeah. they I mean, do the with house, it later. 
the house is the best character in the movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't, I don't say that in any sort of slight to the actors or actresses. It's just, again, it's a testament to the, and I think this is probably what we're going to get into next, the atmosphere that this movie yeah. builds this from movie. literally the first shot. Yeah. This movie has an atmosphere to me like a movie like uh, The Witch that A24 made. Um, mm. I think that it's, it's dark like the other movie that we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> that, but that movie is a lot more full of dread. I think this movie is dark and it plays, it's pretty grounded. But it's it also, it, it's also, I, I was expecting different genre elements. I was expecting this to be a different subgenre um, while I was exactly. watching this. I, like, I like, yeah, did like you not talk- expect it to go the way that it went whatsoever. Right, like you were talking about uh, like Haunted House. I was expecting a different genre, um, subgenre, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 do you want to say anything else about like the atmosphere or anything? Before we get into spoilers. I mean, it, they, it almost feels like a new age 1980s throwback. It's very Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street with its characters. You know, you have Ooh. the young girl, you have the mom, you have, you know, the awkward guy. It's, it's, it's a very kind of um, not really campy setup, but like it, it could have easily spun into like a parody film, right? Like here's all your characters. Here's the mom and daughter in the car. Oh, they don't bond very well. Spooky woman. But it takes those conventions. <laughs> Spooky woman. Within, I know. It takes those conventions within minutes and just throws it into something completely just that you're not expecting. And I really appreciate that about the movie because during the first few minutes, I was like, okay, this is going to go either this way or that way. And I really don't want it to go that way. And it went the right way but it's yeah. still an unexpected way right um and that's that's all i've got for non-spoilers so um, <laughs> pretty much it's it, a very very hard movie to talk about without spoiling yeah i'm tiptoeing um, right now um so now we'll yeah. get into spoilers tyler what did you think about the ending um i'm, str- I'm trying so hard to avoid using the pun that it made my skin crawl um <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I really liked the last, not the last, last shot, but the shot of the three of them. Okay, I guess before we even oh. go into this, would you like to tell people in a very short way kind of the plot of the movie? Um, yes. The, the last part. Well, I will read off of uh, my phone what the internet says that it is since we're already in spoilers a woman links her mother's increasingly volatile behavior to an evil presence at their family's decaying country home and like you said you thought it was going to go into to um haunted house territory that subgenre i when i was watching it and like when i found out that she had gone missing like the grandmother had gone missing I was like, did she get abducted by aliens? Um, wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and I was, or or some kind, I thought something, I thought it was either abducted by aliens or like someone was living in her house while she was gone and like killed her or something and dragged her off or something like that. I was going in a way different, a, a completely different direction. I liked so, that the direction they went a lot more than what I was thinking. 
and I think this is a testament to how well this movie is made, is that two people, and Stephen and I have some similar but very different taste in movies. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we took the exact same scenes and went two completely different ways, I think both of those are equally as valid. Because like when you said alien abduction, I am, he was like, I, that makes total sense. I can absolutely see that every step of the way. Yeah. And I guess Haunted House, yes, but like in the very first shot of the movie, they do this, this scene, and I, I kind of want your opinion. The very first scene where it's set at Christmas time and you see the woman walking naked and you see the, the uh, quote-unquote creature raise its hand up off the chair and then disappear. Do you think that was a flashback to the very first time that she had an episode? Is that what you took that as or how did you take that? I, yeah, I t- that's what I took that as because – I, I, that doesn't it for me that doesn't make sense being anything else right i never yeah, really that's, that's interpreted what i figured it, it was yeah. and when i when i saw the hand moved up i was like okay so we're going the insidious route with this there's going to be the demon and it's going to haunt the thing and that's what it's going to be and i was like okay haunted house the demon's been there forever and it's just going to haunt everybody i just just haunted that's immediately what i thought of and uh I don't know. It just, it really didn't go that way yeah, <laughs> at it, all. No, it did not. Um, yeah. At, at first I thought aliens and then I was like, okay, demons. And I was like, okay, there's like a demon inside or whatever. And I guess mm-hmm. it is kind of a demon or possession movie, but also not yeah. really at the same time. This, I know a lot of horror filmmakers love to say this and I, roll my eyes a lot of the times when this happens they're like oh well we really set out to make like a really intense family drama and then then we added the the horror element the horror element just like spoke to me and it just had to be in there but like for this movie that completely makes sense like this at at its core is a drama and like you were alluding to this earlier um to what I'm saying right now earlier, like this is a family drama and, mm-hmm. but there, there is a horror element to it. And I think that it is weaved into it like almost perfectly. Um, and t- to me, going, going back to what you were saying about the witch, the, the way that I felt watching this movie at first is like, okay, these are real people in the real world having these supernatural things happen. But upon finishing the movie, I don't, this is so hard to explain. I hope I explain this in a way that makes sense. It, it doesn't feel like this was a story told with real characters. This feels like a folklore tale that someone would tell someone about dementia. Like, it feels like someone's reading this from a storybook. You know, it's, it's like the Hansel and Gretel. It's like, you know, the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's that spook story that you tell someone or that scary story that you tell around the campfire that someone has just made up off the top of their head. It does not feel like real people going through this by the end because it changes so drastically from the beginning. That's at least the vibe that I got. It's it's very folklorish to me. That is better than I could have said it myself. Um, and this is very, and like in, in the vein of like folklore, horror, like Midsummer, um, this oh definitely feels more realistic and it does seem, yeah. seem, it seems like a more realistic and grounded, like you said, it seems like a, like a story that someone would tell, like a dementia story yeah. that is like actual folklore, like folk horror 
Um, and it, like, it let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring the film we've been alluding to this whole time. And I'm yes. going to We're not thinking about the same movie. But yes. for me, it was impossible to watch this film and not think about Hereditary. Yeah. This, because the, yeah. Th- the thing for me is with Hereditary, you are in that family. You are living with that family in that house as they go through this. In this movie, in Relic, I felt like I was an outsider watching the story. Right. It was completely different. And that's why I really liked Relic with its folklorish kind of setup to me. Um, I, some other people might not have gotten that vibe, but that's at least what uh, I took away from it, especially with the dream sequences in Relic, which yeah. is something that was handled very different in Relic versus in Hereditary, which is another uh, parallel between the two movies. Um, I Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. My two favorite horror movies of all time are The Exorcist and Hereditary, and so those are like pretty untouchable to me. So already no relic is not as good as hereditary but if you want something to kind of scratch that itch in a different way i mean you this is pretty good this is pretty good i think that you can just remove the title hereditary and put it on this movie and it fits i feel like this movie has more i feel like they could basically like i feel like they could switch switch titles and it would be it would be still appropriate for each movie yeah i mean it's it's about a mother with a daughter and a grandmother and all, a bunch of spooky craps happening everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's what the, that's what the movies are. But like dementia being a actual real thing, like, like this movie doesn't go beyond. I say, when I say this movie is grounded, I, it's, it doesn't go so spoilers for hereditary. Um, it doesn't oh. go beyond the normal it doesn't have any outside outside of what is real and what is in this world and something that's realistic it doesn't there's go- no floating decapitated bodies in this movie yes i was i was <laughs> that okay yeah definitely spoilers uh there's no there's no de- decapitated bodies there's no occult there's no supernatural any entity right. there's no demons or anything it, like this movie is bare bones it is a family drama with some horror elements sprinkled in there Um, yeah i mean if you take out the like what 45 seconds of scenes of like a a dark shadowed figure moving around in the background and then like the last four minutes of the movie that's all the supernatural there is in here and i I hesitate to even use the word supernatural because it's not presented in that way at first you think it is you're like oh there it is there's the uh, the lipstick demon from Insidious is going to spook you. And then it just goes, just kidding, dementia. That yeah. sentence has never been said in the history of the world, but there you go. It hasn't. And now it's, now it's out there and recorded. Um, Great. <laughs> I, I think, I, and like I, I think, I mean, I think that you just put it so well. And I think what I said earlier about filmmakers always saying this whole it's a family drama at its core and the, the horror element was just there like this it, it makes sense for this like i feel like they were just, like natalie erica james was writing this with her co-writer and then like she was like okay well i just it's getting too thriller it's, it's becoming too much of a thriller and horror so i just got to make this whole thing horror and put this little elements in there um yeah I think this is a good movie for people who 
want to tiptoe into horror movies, but don't want to take the full Ari Aster plunge. Yeah, or, this is, yes. Know, I mean, it's, 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 very, it's very digestible, and it's a message yeah. that a lot of people, uh, especially in our society now, that is very focused on dementia and finding a cure, and yeah, you know someone, whether it's in your family or not, who has it. Right. And it's, it is a message that everyone can relate to. I mean, there might be some people out there that are like, eh, I don't really want to have that in a horror movie, but I think it's done in a way that is not tasteless. I think it is done in a way that is very respectful of the torment that that brings people. Yeah. I, 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 like I said before, you put this better than I could have ever put it uh, myself. Like this is a, and I, something I didn't think about, this is a great movie as an introduction to people that aren't really into horror movies. If people were like, yeah, I'm not really into the gore or anything like that. It's like this movie along with like, the Babadook, I would say, um, are kind of horror movies. I mean, the Babadook is more uh, more elevated in its horror with the supernatural oh elements. Oh my and god! Like you, just, you just dropped that phrase, "elevated horror." I'm gonna leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, okay. I meant and it's elevated because know, this this is grounded, so it's definitely yes. more elevated than this. Um, yeah. It's funny because last year when I watched Hereditary, I think it was last year. No, it was it was 2018. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I was like, "This is the best horror movie." I got to show everyone this movie. And I told my parents to watch it, and I called them after it was over, and they were like why did you do that to us? Yeah. See, it like, and this is, this really is, it's like you said, it like, if you're, if someone doesn't want to take the Ari Aster uh, plunge into. The Which I highly movies, recommend everyone doing at least once in their life is watch hereditary. Oh yeah, my God. That is uh, yeah. Oof. Um, I would, I would be interested <laughs> to see how these two play, uh, watching relic first and then hereditary like right after like as a double feature but anyway um oh yeah that would be a nice appetizer and then main course to scar someone for life yeah (laughs) i i I like i like the effects at the end um that's exactly what i was talking about with the budget earlier i'm sure that's what you imagine it was so good it was so good and how they and so and was that practical or was that cgi i want to say it was practical um, but I, I feel been, like, it, it, man, if it was CGI, it was very, very well done. It it was. If if it's CGI, I mean, I really have to watch I'm the behind shocked. the scenes. But, I would love to see the behind the scenes. But like how they, what they did with the ending, with not even not only um, the body with the grandmother's body, mm-hmm. but with the with the house with them redressing the house and going through the house and it's like an endless maze and can't find our way out. Oh, that was um, so good. And again, that that's, the, the house to me, the house is symbolic of the brain of someone with dementia. It's getting right. smaller. It's getting smaller. You can't find your way out. And can we just talk about the brilliant, this moment teetered for me. I was like, okay, this is either really good. This is kind of dumb because I wanted to see how the movie was going to handle it. But when the daughter finds the spot on the mother at the very end, how dementia is something that is hereditary and it right. is See? yeah it's so i i love that part because i was like oh you you did it like you didn't go too far you didn't try and jump scare someone you didn't try and like pull the shirt away in horror you gave just enough and then bam it showed the stained glass window and i was like that's that's it yeah that's how you do it i love the ending and it's so sad because 
not only because the mom is watching her mom, like Kay, uh, is watching her mom just be taken over by this disease. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, she, her knowing, or maybe she doesn't know, or maybe she, I mean, maybe she's not conscious of it because she's too worried and thinking about her, her mom at the moment. But knowing mm-hmm. that she will eventually be faced with the same problems and then like the the daughter oh my god i can't even imagine how she must have been feeling and how much of a hit finding that spot on k her mom and knowing that her mom is going to go through that same thing that and it's it's part of that and this podcast is getting very real it's part of that inevitable existential terror that you feel when you know a loved one has dementia. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have that in my family, but you know, I've talked to friends and other people who they see a parent or a grandparent go through it and they're just like, man, I, I don't want that to happen to me. I'm so scared of that happening to me. And to see it in that moment, I think was a perfect encapsulation after watching the horror of everything that just happened, knowing the cycle's going, the cycle has a chance of repeating itself. Yeah, man, uh, you just put it very well. I also want to say one more thing about the design of the, not creature, but the the, the, the figure at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It is both of a corpse, but it is also of an infant child in its design, the very soft head and everything, because when you have someone who has dementia, they are reverting to a childlike state. So I think it's really cool that the design of this, it was very corpse-like, but it was also, you know, she she held it swaddled in blankets as she went up the stairs, just like you would a small child, brushed its hair, the hair came off, and it was this naked, just plain human figure that was both childlike and corpse-like. And it represented that kind of de-evolution or, you know, devolving into the baby-like state that a dementia patient would be while also showing them passing away. I thought that was extremely clever, and I, I loved that. And and what you just said goes shows just how good the, the directing is and how good the writing is. Because you pulling all of that would not have happened if this if Natalie Erica James was a mediocre director. Like I oh, feel no. like this movie I mean, could have fallen into so many terrible tropes and it could have been really bad and like yeah, and I, I was so scared about that in the beginning because it had immediately, I, I, like, I had my horror movie checklist and I'm like, all right, desaturated colors, perfect. Blue yeah. hue to the picture, perfect. Daughter and mom who barely talk to each other, pop, here we go. I'm Grab the popcorn, let's do it. Nope, it didn't happen like that. It didn't happen like that. And, and I, I really liked it for that. I'm very grateful that it, that it wasn't like that. One scene that I, I will say that this movie is missing, speaking of when we're talking about comparing to Hereditary, mm-hmm. it didn't have a scene where uh, Kay, the mom, didn't, she didn't yell, like, she didn't yell, you're not my mother, like, uh, like Tony oh Collette yelled at the dinner table in Hereditary. She was like, I am your mother. She's like, she didn't I'm yell. She's like, you are not my mother. Untouchable performance by Tony yeah. Collette yeah. in that movie. That, uh, but you know what's funny? It had the opposite of that scene. It mm-hmm. had the mother going, I'm still your mother. Yeah, it yeah. Had the exact opposite of it. 
Yeah. God, the parallels continue between these movies. And like, I, I do want to stress to people who are listening to this, the, the movie is graphic, but not like traditional horror graphic. I mean, there's a decomposing body at one point. There's the, there is some very, again, it's horror light. There's some light body horror towards yeah. the end, but nothing like, you know, Charlie's head on the road. Right. Yeah, no. It's def it's definitely more digestible than an Ari Aster movie than than its counterpart Hereditary. Um, yeah, I think some I think th- some of the effects in this will make will be disturbing to some people, but absolutely, it it's it, like you said, it is horror light when it comes down to it. Yeah, it, it is really one of those where when you finish it and you talk about it with someone, you go, I mean, really, really, it wasn't that much of a horror movie there were like there's no jump out and scare you scenes there's like a couple right. fake out jump scare loud noise things and that's probably my biggest complaint about the movie is that was a that was a pretty consistent thing where the fake out jump scares and i don't like it when movies do that sometimes it works very well like an alien when the cat pops out of the thing and it, right. you realize that you got scared by a cat in a dang alien movie yeah uh, i think that's great because it breaks that tension but in this movie it did get a little bit repetitive with the sudden smash cuts of like a book falling or a door closing right but i mean yeah horror movies just do that right there's people that watch horror movies that enjoy that right um i, but I also wonder I if cheap, but not bad i also wonder if the director did that intentionally to do and there's some meaning behind it about dementia uh, I might be reaching here, but I mean, I no, I think for again, like you said, for a lesser movie, I think that would be reaching for this. That is absolutely something that they could have thought about, and right. you may have actually changed my opinion on that. Hmm. If you're right, if you're wrong, then it's still crap. But if you're <laughs> right, then no, that that's a nice little meta subtext that they put in there. Yeah, it's just a thought that I've had. Um, but we'll never know whether the director did it or not. And well, for the next podcast, invite the director on here and we'll interview her and uh, it'll be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I actually listened to an interview with the director and she talked about how she had to change a couple things in this movie just because she watched Hereditary. Um, apparently the grandmother was going to be um, dealing with uh, dollhouses like she does in the movie with the, it's not like soap making, it's kind of like candle making. Yeah, I really like the candle carving because I wonder, again, and this is the first time I thought about this, is that a metaphor for everything? Because think about it. With dementia, you've built this life and it slowly fades away, but you put all of this time into it knowing that one day it'll all be gone. She puts all this time into these candle sculptures knowing that eventually one day they will all melt away and turn to nothing. I think that it is very intentional, and I think that you just said the meaning behind it right now. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, if you wanted we'll to have, go into this movie and figure out the meanings yourself, I'm sorry. Don't worry. We'll have uh, Natalie, Erica James on the next episode. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And we'll, we'll, right. I'll, we'll bring you back and then we'll all talk about it together. <laughs> uh, this is just the pre-warm-up. Um, <laughs> um, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about the movie? Um, but just, I liked it. It was very solid. Um, I would... I know we're about to get into like the critical everything on there, but um, for me, if you're a fan of horror, uh, you'll like it. I mean, if if you only like, uh, what's this movie? Saw and Postal and uh, Cannibal yeah. Holocaust and whatever. This might not be your thing if you like the torture porn stuff, but if you like the elevated horror, you will like this. And do you have a, a rating that you want to give 
Um, I would say somewhere in between three and a half to four stars for this one. Can I do like okay. 3.75 stars? 3.75 stars. You can if you so want like to. A, there you go. Sure. It's so like a seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten, somewhere, somewhere around there. See, I would give this movie a, a eight out of ten. Um, just because I can see that. I just for this to be a directorial debut and it just to blow me out of the water like it did and like with the effects and all the okay. meaning behind if, if it. We're, if we're grading on the curve here for a directorial debut, I would give it like a nine. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, um, I think I could definitely argue that. And speaking of directorial debuts, Tyler, you should make sure that you watch The Vast of Night, which we just released an episode uh, on. And, but I like that plug. That was good. <laughs> Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode, you should watch it, everyone that's listening right now. Um, so right now, we're going to talk about what the critics thought and uh, what, well, what the people thought, not just the critics. Um, so on IMDb, it currently has a 5.9, which I feel like that is below is average. Obscene. I know, I know. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's usually average movie on IMDb has like a six, what which is boneheaded people. Well, I mean, isn't the highest rated movie like Shawshank Redemption like an eight point seven? Yeah, yeah. Has that but like this since, is like we were in high school. Yeah, but this is like below us, below average. It's, uh, yeah. If a movie has like a five, a five point anything, it's usually, I don't know, it's it's usually not that good. Um, that's but on the crime. Just wait, just wait, Tyler. Because oh. on a Rotten Tomatoes, it has a ninety-one percent critic score, That's which better. which fits. But the audience score is forty-six percent. Oh my god! Well, Stephen, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Um, as students of video and the filmmaking process, I think we are probably more aligned with critics than the average person in this yeah. elitist podcast of yours. <laughs> yes, this is so. a very elitist podcast, if you haven't noticed, in the in the three episodes where I've uh, taken over. <laughs> very elitist now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just messing. But I something that almost every friend that I have had has always said to me is, <laughs> why are you so critical about movies? And like, I just can't help it because like, especially... Oh, you! I, I guarantee you were not expecting me to drop this movie in the middle of this conversation. Star Wars The Last Jedi was a movie that I know a ton of people did not like. Critics loved it, and I loved it. Uh, another thing that was like that recently to change mediums was The Last of Us Part Two. Ah. I thought that was phenomenal. I'm not going to say any more than that. If you don't know what happened, go look it up. Okay, interesting. But yeah, but I, I tend to, I say that because I always tend to pretty much side with the quote unquote movie critic analysis right. of films because that's just the way I watch movies. Yeah, and I think I don't I don't really know how to explain that that audience score. Um, I people feel like dumb. maybe they want <laughs> people are dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> be like us in this elitist podcast. No, okay. Um, no, the director's gonna be on next week. To- to complain to her about how you didn't like a movie to her face. See if you still do it then. Um, I, I, I don't, I maybe it's, it's, it's not a typical uh, horror movie. It's not like a conjuring or a um, lights out. Those movies you can oh put into, a, you can I'm put so those. Glad you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm no, so ahead. glad you mentioned lights out. Cause I meant to say this. I had this written down cause I wanted to talk about this. 
please tell me, Stephen, you have seen David F. Sandberg's films on YouTube. I have, yeah, I've seen all of them. This movie right here, Relic, is like if you took one of those, gave it a few million dollars, and put it out. I got the exact same feelings from watching his, and this is a testament both to how good his online YouTube shorts are and how good this movie is, because I hate YouTube horror. YouTube yeah. horror is the schlockiest crap on the entire internet, but David F. Sandberg found a way to make it work. If you, what, what is his, I think it's Pony Smasher. Is yeah, it is, it is. I was just about to plug it. I was, uh, yeah. If you, you go to his YouTube it. channel, Pony Smasher, and you want just a, some good, chunky, feel-good horror, uh, that's a weird sentence, you should go to his YouTube channel and watch it, because it's, it's really, really good stuff, and it's captivating, especially his behind-the-scenes. His yeah. behind-the-scenes of how he does it all is fantastic. But I, I really got this David F. Sandberg horror vibes from Relic, and that is a huge compliment coming what, from me. I what this those. movie does that um, – see, we we're about to wrap up. or now well, You thought we were going to wrap up, but we're not going to. Um, now we're going to talk about <laughs> this. This just came up. Um, what this movie did for me that Lights Out didn't do, um, Lights Out, it had – it, like, tiptoed into, like, the demon – that was um, surrounding the main character and like haunting the main character. I that was supposed to be a metaphor for depression and everything like that. But that movie missed the mark for me with the ending. Um, and throughout the movie, it just kind of tiptoed around what that was supposed to be and like alluded to it. But this movie just goes full in. It's just like this is a movie. Um, this is this is what our movie's about and like it's but, heavy-handed but not in a bad way right it's, it's meant to be like that yes it's, it's very well done yes it is very well done um lights out is a good movie and it's but it's and, and it's more of a popcorn movie than this is this and is guess who's never seen it really you've never seen lights out okay. <laughs> i've never seen lights out but i'm a huge i've never seen any of his annabelle conjuring um shazam or lights out i haven't seen any of it what is he doing next though his next he, he announced it just a few weeks ago i think is it are you talking about Shaz? no he well he's he has a bunch of uh he just made a production company that is uh he has like a, he's announced a bunch of projects that he has in development i don't know exactly which one he's going to direct i can't next. remember which one it is but i feel like i read it recently i was like oh that's gonna be really cool i digress hmm well, that's uh, that's it for this episode of the <laughs> Movie Club Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope that you will um, like, rate, subscribe. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, oh my yeah, you God. Can, yeah, like, rate, subscribe this video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't um, do it on IMDb because you're giving it a five point nine. Yeah, five point nine. Wow. God, I can't get anyway. that. Ruin my night. <laughs> ruined your night wow <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the movie club podcast Tyler thank you for joining me um, and talking about absolutely thank I you hope, for having me on I love talking horror it's one of my favorite things I hope that you will to be on soon uh, if you enjoyed this and because I would love to have you on again this was a treat I would love to well, absolutely great. well Make sure that you smash that uh, bell and that you smash that subscribe button and you, you hit that bell so you're notified the next time Tyler Lee is on a podcast of ours. Yeah, go to the Film Club Patreon and OnlyFans and send us cash from cash. <laughs>
Cash app. Holy fans. <sighs> Coming soon <laughs> to the production 1200 <laughs> website, our OnlyFans, the link in our, no. Um, but really, thank you. Thank you all for, for listening. Uh, make sure you listening to you listen to the next episode. Um, bye-bye. Yes, please do. I'm here to help you, Mom. I can see you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you check out uh, the other shows that we have on Facebook, the other main podcast that comes out every other Tuesday. Make sure you leave a like, share it with your friends and your family. Go check out our YouTube where we have content from other Production 1200 works. And make sure you follow us on the Instagram. We post sometimes there. We'll we'll do more. We'll we'll try. Maybe. Like us on uh, iTunes podcast. Rate and review. Give us them five stars. And we'll see you next time.